next on my list is a little preview of your list. It's Zeonado, the self-titled album. It's on the west, after the holy. What a fucking album that was. What an album. I forgot it came out this year. Like, I literally forgot it came out this year because I've been listening to it throughout the year and I thought it was like an album from last year. But it just came out really that early that it, it kind of blended into one for me. But if you like Black Moon, if you like sort of... even I'd even risk saying country in some, in, in, in oh, some definitely. aspects. Absolutely. Especially with his vocal style. Um, if you just like really good singing, you're gonna like this album. Like, there's so many elements layered on top of each other in this album that just should, on paper, shouldn't work, but work. Like, he's got like this just really nice, soft, sort of almost country sounding like guitar and vocal, and all of a sudden you just hear fucking screaming at you, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" It's like. Same thing with Mo, that shoegazy stuff as well. He's got a bit of that in there. It, honestly, there's so many, there's so much stuff to unpack that I think it would be very hard for someone to say I don't like this album because of this. There'll be an L. I think there's for, there's an element in there for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I might as well spoil it now. That is my favorite album of the year. Like, it came out very early on, so to say that it still managed to be the top out of all the albums. Because I was like, you know, I listened to the first album. This is fucking phenomenal. I was like, I'll be surprised if anything can top this. But then obviously the thought, you know, like the year's just beginning sort of, you know, it came out early on. I was like, surely there's going to be an album that can top it for me. And nothing came along that really blew me away. Like every song is so unique and different, but that's a testament to the band themselves because there's so many different things that they play around with. You know, they've got their foot in blues. They've got the foot in country. They've got the foot in you know, death metal, black metal. And it's just perfect. It's like, you know, the whole thing with the the choir singing behind when they've got the heavy breakdowns. You've got like that song that's like, I think one of the fourth, the fourth song maybe, when it's just like electronic beat, just like a really like lo-fi beat. And then it's just a blast beat with black metal. Like, ah! For like 30 seconds of like, on paper this shot sounds like it shouldn't work, but it absolutely does. It's like, and, the, song, uh, yeah. it's like the song Gothenburg. I think I'm oh, pronouncing that right. Banger. What a banger. Not only that, the guy switches from singing English to screaming in German, I think. It's German, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, that's that's it. Like, you know, there's so many good riffs in this, but they, they know when to break it down. Like, it's almost like they do it as like a pop structure in a way. Like, you know, it's not just a mess and it's, you know, it's not progressive in a way, but it's just sort of the right sweet spot of each thing happening as it should be. You can um, tell everything's added in a song intentionally, not just to fill it out. Yeah, because to juggle all those genres, like, you know, not just like the sub genres of metal, but to do like country and blues in there as well, that's a hard thing to do. But they managed to do it so well. Like, nobody sounds like Zionada. They are their own thing. Very experimental. And... I've got to give credit to the fucking... It was my top listen song of the year, which is Death to the Hurley, because that song is fucking phenomenal. Like, you know, his clean vocals are just as good as his harsh vocals. Like, you know, he's got extremely good black metal vocals and he's got extreme 
really good normal vocals too. And I think the best thing about this album is just it's a roller coaster from start to finish. You don't know what you're going to get with the next song, but they all match up to each other and it all links together very well too. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, even honestly, if you like, perfect. even if you like fucking industrial, like yeah, there's some industrial Dothenburg aspects is in like, there as that's, well. That's Wait. a pretty much industrial song. Yeah, it's mate. It was just an absolute fucking freak. And then, and um, it's the only reason why it's not higher on my list is because there's just there's just certain albums that are just were for, more for for me in general. But this album was so fucking good. Like honestly, it was just so good. And no, Brad, you didn't get me into Zionado before you fucking say because you bring it up every time I, I recommend Zionado to someone. Pretty sure I, I listen to the no, I listen to the first track <laughs> before the album had been released. I didn't like the song, so I didn't keep up with the band. And then a month later, you sent me you sent me the fucking album, and I was there like, yeah, I listened to this, and you're like, no, I showed you. <laughs> but I'll admit it will fucking they're fucking banging. Oh yeah, for sure. Even just like, you know, you've got some songs in there that's like a nice breakup of the album too, like Golden Liar, which is like, you know, quite acoustic and slow, like almost like, sounds like a cowboy song, you know what I mean? It's got that sort of Western feel to it. So like, honestly, it's absolute perfection in an album. Like this band just continues to blow me away. Like the last album was so critically acclaimed, but I think this is their magnum opus, to be honest. And at, at the time we're recording it, they released just another banger last week. I know. It was great. Like, and it, that was fucking great and all. Yeah. Honestly, this band is, is moving milestones at the moment. So, yeah, if they're not on your radar, please check them out because, goddamn. Definitely. So, my next one is Love Bath, Survival of the Sickest. So, no surprise. I mean, if you listen to one of our previous podcasts, I did explain how much I love this album. We also got to talk to a member of Bloodbath too, Thomas. My God, fucking hell. Like, there's, like I said, there's been a lot of, like, great new death metal bands come out that have released some fucking monster ambulances. Yeah, it's like I fucking blow my words there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, monstrous albums this year. But this album proved to me that, you know... I, I guess what you call a legacy band now, considering that Bloodbath's been around since the early 2000s, can still come and show the younger bands how it's done. Um, fucking Riff City throughout. You've got the amazing feature from Barney in the second song, oh, which is my favourite on the album. Then you've got Zombie Inferno, which is the first single that was released, and that's just fucking insane. Like, this whole album has got like a comic-y feel to it. You know, even the lyrical themes, like, very standard death metal stuff. But, you know, it showed that, you know, Bloodbath just want to come and have fun again. Like, the musicianship is taken very seriously, but the lyrical themes are sort of more fun, I guess. You know, very cartoony horror sort of vibes. But then you've got, like, songs like No God Before Me, which is like a slow, doomy song at the end of the album, which you would thought might not fit the album too well, considering that everything's quite fast-paced. But then this album, you know, this is the song on the album, just builds up. It's very progressive and it's like an interesting set for Bloodbath. Um, every song on the album is great. Like, there's not really a sleeper song. Everything flows well. I never have to skip any songs, which is great. Uh, Nick's, Nick's vocals have sounded the best that they've ever been. Um, you can tell that they're just a very passionate band. And, you know, Bloodbath, 
to me has always been my favorite super group and they they get talent across all the board you've got members of from Earth that have come in members from Catatonia now you've got you know Paradise Lost with Nick so yeah I think every member brings their own style from their own band into it and that's why Bloodbath have always been untouchable because they've got the best talent from every death metal band so I think they'll always be moving miles but yeah this album in particular it's probably my favorite Bloodbath album I think close with um fucking hell I can't remember the name it's like the second album, but it's got Mikhail on it. Yeah. Honestly, what a fucking album. I really enjoyed that too. I am um, not on my list. Resurrection but... of Carnage, that's it. There you go. Rectum of Carnage. No, Resurrection of Carnage. I thought you said Rectum. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Rectum of Carnage. <laughs> Sounds like a legit death metal album, to be honest. It does, doesn't it? I didn't even question it. Um no, I really enjoyed this album. I thought it was a really good one. Um, it's not on my list, but it's definitely like probably on number eleven slot. Um, if we could, if we did do it up to like twenty, which I don't think we could. Um, but if it would, it would be at the like the, probably number eleven slot because it is a fucking great album. Um, I've always had a really sweet spot for Bloodbath. Um, I think I- I've always like really enjoyed them musically because i'm obviously a bit more i'm a bit of a death metal kid you know that's that's you know that gets me going um that sounded weird that actually like, that gets me going i mean uh, this album did to be fair brad brad t- tmi tmi brad well you know what you do what you do outside of the podcast we don't need to know i have no shame Not first album. <laughs> no, no but you know that that's what i enjoy you know like that, that that's what i navigate to anyway um and i ever since i saw him at Bloodstock, they've always been a sweet spot, and yeah, this album was just fucking relentless all the way through. Like, it, it's nice seeing like an older band just fucking go, yeah, we still got it. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was great. It was a great listen. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think Bloodbath to me always been my favorite death metal band. They just get everything right, tick all the boxes, and this album is reminiscent of that. I think it's the best, one of the best albums I've ever released, and yeah. I have no doubt if you like death metal, these are on your radar, but if not, check this album out. It's fucking bangs. Definitely. So, are we in the top four? No, we're in the top five now. We're in the top five. So, this is where it's actually ordered. You know, like the other ones, okay. like, for me, the other ones were just like, here's what I like, blah, blah, blah. No particular order. This top four, I specifically organized it because of how much I enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. At my number four slot, I've got uh, Speed, a gang called Speed. Um, oh, Gang Called Speed um, is the album name. Australian hardcore band. They kind of got popular. They got they kind of blew up last year because of their their track that they released. I can't let me bring up the name. Uh, because it's a pretty important track, and I feel like if I didn't mention that track, uh, I'm I'm doing the band a disservice by talking about their like sort of history. Yeah. Um, we see you. That got over a million streams. Um, like had a great music video and hit like a fucking train. This fucking album pretty much follows suit from what we see you built. It kind of just comes out. 
hits like a fucking train. A lot of the songs have great music videos as well to go with them. And it's just, you know, it's just great hardcore. I, I can't, I don't know how to explain it. If you're a fan of hardcore, you're going to fucking love this album because it's perfect. It's honestly, it's so fucking good. Um, and they're getting so much attention for fucking great reasons because they're such a solid, tight band. Like, I'm not even, it's just so solid. Like, you know, someone could take this, me talking about this band, the, those specific bits and just, Really take it out of context. So solid, <laughs> such a tight band. Um, no, but they're is fucking it speed great. or is it Nathan's ball movements? Find <laughs> out next time. So solid, rock a rock. Um, no, honestly, fucking great band. So man. solid, <laughs> great band. Like I'm not it just the entire album just slaps. I can't. Pen, you know what? You know when you get one of those bands, one of those like fucking albums that come out. And you know, like, there's not a one bad song on this album. That's this yeah. is this is that album. No skippers. Like, there's nothing you can skip. There's nothing that you go. I'm gonna skip this. It's everything's fucking great. Everything is just it's just bang 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 bang. It's just a constant aggression, and it doesn't fucking let out. And it's just like so great, honestly. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. So next to me is Tribal Gaze, the Nine Choirs. <laughs> Oh. monstrous oh. like i mean out of my list to be honest this is this is my favorite death metal album of the year it's just fucking phenomenal like i remember just hearing about everyone's chatting like tribal gears tribal gears tribal gears and i was like i have to see what's fucking going on here and i listened to it i was like i've never heard in like the last probably two years such fucking gigantic destructive riffs and that's just what it is and the vocal style, like, you know, every everything about it, everything's produced really well, like everything. Because sometimes you listen to like an album and like, you know, you wish something would be higher in the mix, like, you know, just to make it just that bit more punchy. But like, you know, not to the fact when it's too produced, but when it's like just the amount of, the right amount of production, but everything's mixed really well. And that's exactly it. It's still got the rawness, but it's nicely produced too. And like, you know, from the lyrical theme about like fucking dark angels coming down and destroying everything, you know, from what we talked about with Quentin, like it's such an interesting lyrical theme, but it fits the music so well. Like it feels oh, like yeah. you listen to what he's saying, like, you know, fucking, it feels like the world is getting crushed by these massive fucking angels. Listen to the lyrics and you'll understand what I mean. I'm not describing it very well, but fuck me. It's just it's so punchy. Like every riff has got that crunch, and I think the crunch factor is very important with death metal. The same with like you know bands like Sanguasuga Bob, who've got that crunch too. And that you know it's probably the one of the heaviest death metal albums I've listened to this year. But it's also got that groove which comes from the hardcore influence. You know, like we talked about loads of times about death metal and hardcore kids. You know what I mean? Coming together to make an amazing album, and I think that's exactly what you get with this. It's as heavy as it is groovy. And mm-hmm. that is what's amazing about Tribal Gears. This album is a masterpiece, a death metal instant classic, one of the best I listen to. Honestly, spoiler alert, this is my number two because it is unfucking believable how good it is. Like, yep. I'm not gonna Tribal Gears went under my radar until this album, and I think it. I think it was the same for a lot of people, you know. And I listened to the previous album, just as fucking good. Just as good. On fucking par. Amazing. I'm surprised I didn't fucking hear about them earlier. 
But on it, that fucking riff with this creature and in, in with this creature, I return. Just I fucking that one section. I just constantly put. It's such a fucking banger. But every single one of the songs have a riff like that, where you just like go. Yeah, called the version as well. Like, the riffs and that. You're like, I need to go back and like listen to that again. Like, it, that, there was like, I, it took me ages to get through the album mainly because there was so many good fucking riffs. Through it. Like, I need to, I need to, I just need to listen to that again. This sound massive, so though. good. Like, <laughs> yeah, the riffs like sound louder, like you know, the louder than life riffs. Like it's got the punch. Yeah, but it just it's oh mate, they know what they're doing though. That's the thing though, they know what they're doing because like you you just hear like a little on the drums and then you fucking have this fat riff just crush you and you're like oh my god it's so fucking good like honestly I it's one of those albums where Brad went listen to it now and I was yeah. like listen I listened to it on the bus I was like yo <laughs> I felt so fucking good I felt the same excitement listening to this album as the first time I listened to death metal like when you haven't heard anything like it before, even there, you you know it's death metal. You know it's got some hard confidence. You know what you you kind of know what you're getting yourself into, but then it just takes that expectation for us out the window. Like it just exactly, gives you that yeah. same, almost like a nostalgia feeling in a weird way. Exactly, it gave me the passion I originally had for death, and and admit, and the passion didn't go, but it made yep. me feel like I'm listening to death metal again for the first time. And I was there like, shit. It's so fucking good. Such a solid album. And like, they're so, like, they've only released, like, obviously the album before that. And I think, like, maybe one or two other songs. They've got such a great future ahead of them. Yeah. If they're producing absolutely. this just on their second time round, fucking five out of like three albums down the line. For, I, I, honest, I can't wait to hear what that sounds like. It almost sounds like, I don't know. Like someone in a lab made death metal with like you know almost impossible to fuck up like the perfect mm. fucking death metal album. That's exactly this. Like to be honest, like if someone said to me, "I want to listen to death metal. What album would you recommend?" I'd recommend this. I'm like, yeah, this I is same here. This same here. Yeah, might not be the original fucking album that came out. It might not be like a legacy band, but like to see what death metal feels like and what it should sound like and just the perfection. It's tribal guys. So, 100%, hats off to the 100%, 100%. boys. 100%. They're fucking... And getting to speak to Quentin, one of the nicest guys we've ever Super spoken nice to on the, on the podcast. Um, One of the soundest guys. And we, I think we stayed after the interview for half an hour just chatting shit afterwards chatting as shit, well. Yeah. Nice guy and makes fucking riffs that just slaps. They're yeah. honest. Everything's perfect. If you don't listen, if you haven't listened to this album yet, there's a reason why it's my number fucking two. And trust me, out of this year, I've listened to a lot of fucking death metal albums, but nothing has slapped as hard as this. So that's why it's my number two. Yeah, absolutely. So, on my 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 list, right? It wouldn't be my list if it didn't have one specific band on it. That band's Malev. Because guess what? That fucking album's also a banger. Life Sentence, yeah. if you haven't also listened to it. Also a shout for me. Yeah, big fucking shout from everyone, right? Got They've got so much success this year from that album, but from the, just the grind that they're putting over the years, and they fucking deserve it. This album's a banger. I know a lot of OG Miller fans that don't like it, 
and that's fine. Fuck them. But yeah, fuck them, because this is the best album. Can't ever appreciate. Done. Yeah, exactly. Can't appreciate good fucking musicianship. <laughs> like this album is perfect. But go on, you say you say your bit. Fuck, fuck the haters. Right, I've been, I've been a, I've been a fan of Malev since 2017. Right, and the progression I've seen him go on has been mental. This fucking album, every single, like Karma slaps, Higher Place, beautiful ballad, like beautiful fucking song, amazing song, right? And makes you kind of emotional. It's got fucking features from Matt Heafy. Life sentence, questionable, best breakdown of the year. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. Every fucking thing sticks in your head. Like, I can't, honestly, every time, because at the beginning of the year, I was like, Miller's one of my favourite bands, but I won't say they're my favourite. This album came out, I'm like, they're still my favourite. They're still my fucking favourite. Because it just slaps. It's just a banger. Like, I bought the fucking signed record, right? It it's just so fucking good. Every single song is a non-skippable, and I did see a lot of people going, oh, you know, I, I kind of liked it when it was only fast, and then they kind of went into the slower pace stuff later. On. Fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't listened to. Oh no, it's they've got they've got musical diversity. We hate that. Fuck it's off. A, <laughs> it's so good. If I haven't listened to it again, get yourself out of that fucking rock you owned and listen to it now because it's so good. Yeah, honestly, like, I sometimes wonder how Malevolence can be so great. They just get everything so perfectly. Like, the, the riffs are, are so uniquely Malevolence. But this album is, you know, just a testament to how much they've evolved since the early days. To becoming the band that's, like, the king of metal and hardcore in a way. Like, nobody's bridged the gap between the two genres as much as they have. Like, they're so perfect in what they do. Like, the vocal style on this, I think, is the best it's been. Like, you know, there's, especially in, like, higher players, like you said, you know, they've done ballads before, but, like, is just the way that his, his pitch reaches certain areas in higher players, I'm like, fuck me. Like, you wouldn't expect that to come out of a, a hardcore band or, you know, that's turned into a metal band. Well, that's the thing. And you know what's an absolute sleeper? That the fucking... You know the line from Karma where it's, it's a night. Oh, yeah. That bit. I, that one is, again, like what I said about track, it's a bit where you just go back to, you have to skip it back because you're like, that's, that bit's fucking amazing. It's catchy. It's got the catchiness to this album, which is great. Like these, these songs <laughs> are hits. And like, you know, that's why everyone's singing along at the shows. Like they, they make songs that are perfect to listen to the album, but also when you listen to it in a live setting, like, it works extremely well. Like, it feels like everything's just so calculated, everything that they do, from the riffs to the vocal style to the drumming. It's just, honestly, perfection. I absolutely love this album, and it is a yeah. shout-out for me as well. I, I fucking love it, and I, I highly, rec- highly recommend it to anyone. Um, Honestly, I fucking love the album. Yeah. Um, I, it's not my top... It's not my number one. Um, But that being said, it's my number three. And I fucking look. Uh, the thing is, I, I feel like I'd get a lot of shit as well if I put it as my number one because, like, uh, of course, Nathan's put it as his number one. Do you know what I mean? But they're still my favorite band. It's still a fucking amazing album. Yeah. There's just like the certain potential that they that have. I've just enjoyed more. They have like stardom potential for just how well they've done, like from how they market themselves to the musicianship to the songwriting, everything about it. They're going to go far. 
and they already are so fucking props to my life great album so the last one on my list i've already given you in my first one but my number one besides my number one <laughs> is ibaraki rashomon So, no, no secret that I uh, love Matt Heafy and everything that he does. You know, Trivium has been one of my favourite bands for a long time. He's got nostalgia factor. They're one of the bands that's always stayed with me. So, I've kind of, ever since I've been into Trivium, I've always heard about this little black metal project that he's been doing, you know, since I think he's been working on it for like 10 years. So, I think Is people... Is the one with Jared Dines that he was been doing? Not Jared Dines, it's uh, Jared Ware. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's Jared Ware. I forgot he's on that. Yeah, fucking Mike, I Um... So yeah, this album has been like promoted for ages. Like he keeps saying, "I'm gonna do it," but obviously he's a busy guy. He does like a million fucking things. The motivation of that guy is fucking inspiring. I don't know how he managed to do that. I can barely do a fun fucking task without giving up. But um, yeah. So this album was coming out, and I was like, "Finally, I can't wait to listen to it." And then um, it's such a fucking good album. Like, take what you think you know about like Trivium or anything that Matt's worked on in the past, like. This is something completely different, you know. I think the whole conversation came out when he was speaking to Ishan, who's had like a lot of influence on this album as well, you know, because he wanted to do a black metal album and he was like talking about, you know, using like Nordic references and stuff that's, you know, quite implemented into black metal. And Ishan was like, nah, do your own culture, make it interesting. So because Matt's half Japanese, he included all the Japanese influences. So, you know, there's a lot of talk about like samurai and Ronin and shit like that. So it's a very interesting album and he's also uses some japanese instruments in there which is completely unheard of in black metal for as far as i know so this album sounds completely different to anything that we've seen before and it's almost slept on in that regard like you know it was talked about but i feel like just for the amount of different things put into this album i feel like it needs to get more praise you know there's a lot of fast elements there's a lot of somber elements and just you know matt trying to to attempt a new vocal style with some black metal stuff and then fucking Jared Ware's feature in Ronin. Yeah, mate, we need to talk about that. Oh, because yeah. Because I did not know that was Gerard Ware until you fucking told me. I don't think anybody did. Yeah. I can't believe the guy that fucking did that black metal ass scream, that fucking gut wrenching fucking screen, is the same guy that sings to the fucking Black Parade. What I fucking. Know. How? From like... Black Parade to Black Metal. You know what I mean? Mate, I, I, and it sounds stole, good. You and stole that from me, you motherfucker. No, no, but you stole that from me because when we were talking about it, I fucking put that to you. You, you're fucking stealing Must my joke. Must be my subconscious. <laughs> you fucking, you knew you did. No, but what a fucking feature. It, it was so surprising. Out of left field, you didn't expect it. And it was just like, oh my fucking God, that's Gerard Way. Yeah, honestly, like his, his, Black metal vocals in that song are absolutely phenomenal. Like you would have thought he's been doing it for years. But not only that, you've got a fucking feature from Nurgle. You've obviously got Ishan, who, who's, you know, a big influence on this album. Like everything that's come together, all the hard work has paid off. Like, you know, he's been working on this for a long time. And I think it's it's a very Matt Heafy album. Like, you know, everything that he's done throughout his career, all his interests, because there's even some like Mario sound effects in some of the songs I've noticed is like a little coin sound, you know, when he like clicks the coin. Like he managed to include that, which is like, this is so weird that it actually works so well. Like who would have thought someone would be putting like Nintendo sounds into into black metal? 
but no, absolutely phenomenal. Um, great album. I think it's one of the best things he's released as a musician. Like to take something that he's you know because he's a black metal fan. He's a big music fan. And he always posts about all the bands that he listens to. You can tell that he keeps himself well informed with all the things that goes on. But also, like, he's not scared to put some unconventional influences of his own into it. And I think that's what makes it great. If you, I, I would say, if you're not even a fan of Trivium, if you're not even a fan of Matt Heafy or black metal, you should listen to this because it's, it's barely a black metal album in itself. It's like its own thing. Mm. So, yeah. Well, chef's kiss. Alright, so my, my real question to you though, Brad, is it better than Trivium? Nah, I'd still because Trivium's got the nostalgia factor. I feel like when something's got the nostalgia factor in it, it's almost like hard to beat. It's like one of those things like you ever liked like a shit movie or a shit video game, but because you played it as, as a child or you watched it as a child or like from a young age, like it automatically yeah. you 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 forget all its flaws and it's just the like Shot Boy and Lava Girl. Such a, Exactly. Great. Dream, 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 dream. Terrible film. Terrible yeah. film. I watched it as a kid and it's like, yeah. It's immunity. It's awful, the immunity but... pass. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't pass. beat Trivium for me, except from like some albums. I'd say it's like better than The Crusade and maybe Emberton Inferno as well. Yeah. Well, my number two, we've already spoiled it because it was Tribal Gears. I feel like we touched everything that we could touch upon when we we're talking about that. Bang an album, check it out. So should I just jump straight to my number one? Yeah, it's my number one. So my number one is Mind Force New Lords. Now, I showed Dylan this band um a few weeks back. And the only way I can describe it as, and um, some people might be like, off part, and I feel like I might regret saying this like when I compared Higher Power to Faith No More and be like, look back on it and go, actually, they sound nothing alike. But this is how I honestly describe it Imagine if Iron Maiden was a hardcore band and a really good one at that. No, but and a really good one at that, right? Because I'm not a massive fan of Iron Maiden. Sorry to do all that. But the only way I could describe yeah. it as, is that. Because their riff structure is so fucking unique. But you got like this, you have like these like really like intricate, like almost like crazy sounding riffs that you wouldn't hear necessarily hear um hardcore bands use ever really. Which what's it's this is what sets them apart because it works really well. But then you've also got like these really groovy crunchy riffs that these classic hardcore. Every single album, every single song on this album, I listened to, and I was like, "Wow!" Like it, because it, it it was just so unique. Like it's nothing like I have heard of before, and I've listened listened to a lot of stuff. How the structure and how the and how they write riffs is so different to any other band out there, especially in the hardcore scene. That I think that's what's made it its number one because it, I've not heard anything like it. Yeah, I'm very interested to check it out, especially since you say it's like Iron Maiden slashed with hardcore, which is something that I can't even fathom in my mind. So like, no, yeah, honestly, I definitely want to check it out. Vocal, obviously, it's got your, your classic hardcore. I just mean in like a riff sense. A few of the riffs just remind me 
of Iron Maiden. I think that's why yeah. I, I kind of go, imagine if Iron Maiden, because there's just a few bits where I'm like, that kind of sounds like an Iron Maiden riff. Yeah, you know I mean, like, and I showed Dylan it, and he agrees, so I guess I'm not entirely crazy. But honestly, there's so many fucking notable songs from this album. Like, it's just, it's such a good fucking solid album. Um, And out of everything that we released this year, it's one of those where I was introduced to it later on in the year, and I just couldn't stop listening to Um, Like, that when we went to Damnation, yeah, we did that. We did press coverage. And I rub it in your face because it's the best thing we've done. Um, I listened to the album, like, I think four times over on the coach ride there. And it's it's fucking great. I can't get enough of it. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's it's my top, my, it's my number one album because it's just so good. Yeah, well, it definitely piques my interest. Um, I'll be sure to check that out. But yeah, that's been our top of the year list for albums. Hope that you found some stuff that you'll enjoy in there. There definitely is a lot of variety. So, you know, if you've, you maybe you've found a few bounties in there, but the, I'm sure there'll be a Malteser in there for you too. Um, you know, yeah. Any, you know, the thing is, anyone that's a UK listener is going to get that reference. Everyone outside the bounties in other countries, are they? No, they fucking no. That's like they're a not. uniquely, yeah, that's a uniquely British thing, bro. Right. Well, you probably know Maltese. I'm pretty sure Maltese is another place. It's uh I don't know, you know. Well, it's like a really good chocolate. You might find some it's a, it's a you, bunch you might of find a diamond in the rough. <laughs> yeah, a diamond in the rough. You might find some stuff that you don't like, but I guarantee you'll find some stuff that you do like. Now I do want to give a shout out to Philbophilic because that was almost gonna make it for me. Again, fucking amazing album if you like Tech Death. Allegiant 2. Both two amazing tech death albums that almost made my list. It's just been a very tough year trying to pick out all the fucking stuff I love. Um, but yeah, they're also two amazing albums that I really recommend you checking out. Um, Nathan, anything that you want to shout out? Are you good? So there's only one thing I want to shout out, and that's because I couldn't put it on the list because they haven't released the album yet. But everything that Suicide Silence has done this year, listen to it now. It's fucking mint. I honestly such a good fucking return of like this old the old school sound so what we've been asking for for years from the band it's so good listen to everything they've released this year not a single non-banger in sight i feel yeah, like I, was uh, well. I second that i feel like as well i think we need to end this episode with a massive thank you to everyone because it's going to be like our kind of like end of year sort of thing it's you know it'll be releasing during christmas it'll be yep. sort of close to the end of the year um, we just want to say thank you to everyone that's like sort of tuned in, um, especially this year. I think this year we can both wholeheartedly say it's been the biggest year for the podcast. You know, we've yep, got to absolutely. have experiences that we dreamed of when we first started it that we thought were unachievable. Um, you know, like we've we've managed we've released merch for the first time this year, um, and we haven't. By the way, it's still available, <laughs> but you know, like it's so better than we thought we didn't think we'd sell in the show we had quite a few people buy them um so that was a great experience and then thanks to everyone watching it we've managed to cross off an all-time fucking bucket list and we got to do press coverage for a festival for the first time um and that's all down to a lot everyone watching it if we were doing these episodes with feeling like no one was watching it we probably wouldn't have done it for this long um and we wouldn't have even pursued anything like that 
So I feel like without any of you guys sort of spearing us on, watching the episodes, I know there's not many of you, but the people that do, <laughs> thank you. Because it really means a lot because it means we're not just talking to a fucking empty room. You know, we're actually speaking to people and like communicating on Twitter, on social media. It's been great to see. We've seen an incredible growth. We got to do so many incredible things. And I'm genuinely so proud to see where we've got come from to where we are now. And I'm really, can't, I can't wait for next year. Yeah, what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm also grateful. And I think, you know, it's been great. Yeah, we've got to do some fun things. Um, and also thank you to all our guests that have come on. You know, we've spoken to Definitely. Every even more one. of our heroes from, you know, start of January to now. You know, we've spoken to a lot of the bands that, you know, are on our list right now that, you know, obviously some of our favorite music released this year. So that's why we do it. And we're very proud of it. And, you know, if you do like it, like, subscribe. Don't forget to hit the bell notification if you want to keep up to date on what we do. And if you are listening on streaming services, give us a rating. really helps. And, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the list. Let us know what your favorite album of the year was. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode.